Welcome to Grace Lutheran Church and our living nativity, bringing to life the familiar words from God's word that is the heart and the hope of Christmas. Thank you for joining us this evening. Take a deep breath, settle in, as we use words and music, characters, and yes, even camels, to tell you that in spite of any circumstance you or our world may face, the promises of God are certain and true, and that our living hope, Jesus the Christ, was born that Christmas day nearly 20 centuries ago. This is a story that is timely every year, but also spans the full course of human history, dating back to our very first parents in the Garden of Eden. For when Adam and Eve chose to disobey God and brought sin and death into our Lord's perfect world, he did not abandon us. Instead, God made a promise to save that was full of grace when he cursed our enemy Satan by saying, I will bring strife between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. At that moment, the promise of a savior was given and for centuries to follow, the people of God watched and waited for God to keep his promise by bringing the Messiah, the chosen one, our Savior, to come and defeat our greatest enemies of sin and death and restore us to himself. Through slavery and times of trial, through victories and celebrations, through exile and persecution, the nation of Israel waited and looked for their Savior to come. Priests sacrificed, teachers of the law studied the Torah, kings rose and fell, rabbis taught the young, and prophets came again and again to both proclaim God's promises and to prophesy of the coming king. The greatest of the Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, came to King Ahaz, a descendant of King David, seven centuries before the birth of Christ, under great threat from the king of Assyria and with enemies surrounding them, God used Isaiah to give the king a promise of a miraculous birth that would give hope for him then, but ultimately would be fulfilled on a dark night in a small village of Bethlehem 700 years later. As Isaiah strode into the throne room of King Ahaz, he declared, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. No greater promise could be made. No greater promise was kept when that child was born to Mary those many years later. But this was no ordinary child, no ordinary birth, and certainly no ordinary king. Isaiah spoke of this coming king. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Rejoice again, I say rejoice.
And still the people waited and hoped. Kingdoms rose and fell. Assyria, Egypt, Babylon, Greece, and now Rome rules over the regions of Galilee and Judea. Small, unimportant provinces of an international empire. Almost unnoticed were these lands and these people, but not unimportant or unnoticed by the Lord God. For God always keeps his promises. Seventy miles north of Jerusalem, a young woman is simply living her life, excited at the prospect of marriage to her beloved. But this moment in time is interrupted by a message that will alter the course of her life and the world. An angel went from God to a town called Nazareth to a woman whose name was Mary. The angel said to her, Rejoice, O highly favored, for God is with you. You shall bear a child, and his name shall be Jesus, the chosen one of God most high. And Mary said, I am the servant of my God. I live to do your will. My soul proclaims your greatness, O God, and my spirit rejoices in Mary's faith is a wonder and an ongoing testimony and witness to us all to trust in God's promises, even when our circumstances make it difficult to understand and difficult to share with your very devout fiancé. Matthew tells us, Jesus' mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. God is keeping his promises and giving hope to the people. Joseph and Mary now prepare to welcome a little boy, a very special little boy, into their lives and homes. But the movement and actions of nations got in the way of their plans at a very inconvenient time. You see, 
Having an empire means having to collect taxes, and Rome was very, very interested in collecting taxes, as Luke tells us in these familiar words that culminate with the birth of the promised Messiah, Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in the Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you this child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? Did you
And now the whole world must know. Everyone must know that the hope they long for has been born and lies swaddled in humble circumstances, but is about to be announced in glory. The angel choirs stand ready, and God sends them to a very specific and perhaps unexpected audience who are working late through the night. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And so hope is born at Bethlehem. We rejoice with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds at the fulfillment of God's promises. But is it a message meant only for the Jewish people, for just the people of Israel, through which the Messiah came? No, it is meant to bring hope and salvation to every son of Adam and daughter of Eve in every place, every tribe, language, and people. God placed a star in the heavens to announce the birth of Jesus, that God had retained his full divinity and took on full humanity in the infant lying in the manger. This was a birth promised and foretold to bring hope to the entire world. There were some who were paying attention and traveled far to worship this newborn king. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, He asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. 
Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. A savior for the whole world. The truly wise were ready to worship him. The truly majestic know when royalty is in their midst, and their gifts reflected that. Gold to honor the true king. Frankincense recognized Jesus as our great high priest. And myrrh, a burial spice, reminds us that this is a baby who grows up, whose public ministry brought light and life to the world. A rabbi who was more than just a moral leader and wise teacher but the Word made flesh who dwelt among us and in whose death and resurrection we can know life and have hope, not just for today, but for all eternity in union with our loving Savior and God. The Apostle John's words conclude our celebration this evening. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We have seen his glory, and may we reflect that glory in thanksgiving and praise, standing upon the living, certain hope, which is ours in the infant Jesus. It is our prayer that your Christmas joy comes from the hope which lives in the fulfilled promises, grace, and love of God found in the baby Jesus, who longs to live in your heart. Christ our Savior is born. O come, let us adore him.
Yeah.